All right, welcome back, everybody, to Garage Takes. You are here with your hosts, Brant and Dave. And my garage is a little bit cooler tonight, actually, which feels pretty good. How's your garage feeling, Brant? Feels really good, except for I think a skunk snuck around somewhere around here. Um, wasn't yeah. just my dinner. I, <laughs> I was going <laughs> to I had a couple of jokes lined up there, but I, we can we can move on and get right into it. So episode four, uh, we are going to recap Michigan, Michigan State this past weekend. We also have NFL football starting up right now. We're recording this on a Thursday. It's halftime of the Cowboys and Bucks. If you know, Brant and I, we are diehard Cowboys fans and we're feeling just excited right now to see our team out there having a, a decent game, seeing Dak and back in action and Tom being 59 years old, tossing touchdowns has been a really, <laughs> really good game. So we're going to, we won't spend too much time talking about the Cowboys though. We are going to talk a little bit about the lions and just what we're expecting, you know, this week in the NFL and wrapping up with Brant's best bets as always. So Brant, Michigan, Michigan state this past weekend, Michigan goes out, gets a convincing win over Western at home, and Michigan State has a convincing win and very impressive win, in my opinion, um, against Northwestern. So what, what were your takeaways from those two games? Uh, first and foremost, uh, I think that Michigan State on Friday night looked really impressive. Um, I think from the offensive line, uh, to the obviously the running back, their new guy, I, can't, I think Kenneth Walker, um, very impressive performance from him. Obviously, the fact that he didn't get player of the week, uh, from the NCAA was like kind of astonishing. Like the dude was in a conference game and had four touchdowns and can't get the award, right? What else <laughs> do you have to do, right? No kidding. Um, so I think watching that game, I saw. Their defense was was okay, um, but overall, I think their offense, uh, that offensive line gelled. Um, the passing game left a little bit to be desired. Um, wasn't in love with I, what I saw from, from that perspective, but overall, uh, the rushing game was definitely there. Nobody can deny that. And I think we talked about Northwestern last week, Dave, where we said, we didn't really know what to expect. Hunter Johnson was kind of unproven, kind of bounced around. Um, at one point was the high school number one quarterback. And, and I don't know about you, Dave, uh, but he didn't, he didn't really pop to me. I didn't see anything that I loved from him. No, you? no. I mean, he, he tossed a few touchdowns where he filled up the, the stat sheet a little yeah. bit, but just play in play out. No, no, nothing right. that really popped out to me that, that I feel like he made his mark on or anything like that. And, and really I, Look, I mean, we could talk about Kenneth Walker. I mean, that kid played a great game. Anytime you run north of two, 200 yards, I mean, that's, that's that's impressive, especially to come out and kick off Big Ten play right away. I thought that was great um, for, for him, for that Michigan State offense. That O-line really held their own, like you said. And, um, you know, Peyton Thorne is kind of what I would expect from Peyton Thorne. I thought, uh, you know, once again, nothing eye-popping or jaw-dropping but a game manager that can go out and he's going to keep you in, in a lot of games. And I, I think that's what most Michigan state fans want at this point is just somebody that can go out and play mistake-free football and, and make some throws when it counts. So you have any other thoughts on that game before we pop into Michigan? Yeah, Just, just real quick. I, I just want this thought out there as, as Michigan state, when they were in their prime under D'Antonio from like, I don't know, 2012, whatever it was to 15, 16, um, you know, they had like 
Cousins, and then they had uh, Connor Cook. And if Peyton Thorne can be anything like Connor Cook, which was not a blow-you-away-by-any-means type of quarterback, I mean, that could be scary for the Big Ten. So um, just, just to wrap them up real quick. For sure. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. So, um, and we're not going to spend a ton of time on this next game, but Michigan State plays Youngstown State, you know, the, this coming weekend. I would expect, you know, pending there were no changes from week one to week two, expecting them to kind of roll over Youngstown State. You agree? Yeah, absolutely. Just run the ball. Just <laughs> you got it. Don't mess with what's working, man. Just run the ball. Right. And keep your players healthy. Don't don't right. keep them in too long. That that would right. be what I would uh, hope that they would do anyway. So, all right, Michigan. I was wrong. I'll admit it. <laughs> I I was very down on Michigan. Did not think that they were going to cover that spread. You thought they would. Um, I'm bowing down to you right now in my garage. That was a, that was a yeah. great pick. Um, I, what did you, what did you think? So obviously you were right. Um, you had your reasons for wanting to, to take them to cover that spread, but what did you think of the, the Michigan game and were you happy? I mean, we talked a, a lot last week about what we were hoping to see. Did you check the boxes there? Did you, did you feel like the boxes were checked? Did they leave anything out there desired still to be seen? Yeah, first of all, Dave, you you did hit one thing right on the right on the nose was uh, they came out and they had a run for like four yards and then they ran <laughs> yep. again and then they ran again for like two. I had my puke yards. bucket right next to me, like I told you I would. Two yeah, runs the, right away. Yep, but the difference was on that third and three, they went out, they slang it, and they they hit a slant route or something where they got the first down. And I thought to myself, I'm sitting in the stadium, I'm thinking Dave is like praising <laughs> Jesus right now. He's like, yes, they finally did it. Yes, <laughs> they completed yes. a first. They completed a first down on a first drive. Right. Um, so yeah, that was the first thing I saw. But overall, I can just tell you from from being live there in the stadium, the defense looked. Uh, impressive enough for me to think that we have a fighting chance in the Big Ten. Now, I'm not saying they're great. I'm saying we are going to have a fighting chance in the Big Ten. Uh, I actually liked what I saw from the secondary more than what I liked from the defensive line. And what I mean by that was I saw some shutdown things man to man that I wasn't expecting. I thought Jalen Green was a little bit better than I thought he was going to be. He got he got mossed once, I think. Um, but other than that, he played pretty well. Um, and the thing that really popped for me, Dave, was uh, Dax Hill. Um, when he was in, man, they weren't messing with him. They were throwing the ball anywhere but at Dax. And that is – I know he had, that, he had that problem with going to corner or didn't really want to play corner. But he sat in the slot all day long, and he was absolutely shut down. When we popped into the zone, I thought we were too soft. Um, they had some out routes that that kind of ate us up a little bit. Um, and we didn't get the pressure from the defensive line on those routes that I thought we would get. Because those are, those are a little bit timing routes that you really have to break up a little bit. But um, overall, obviously, Corum was a jitterbug. I mean, you kind of nailed it with him. It was like, get him the ball and just get the hell out of the way. Because he's the type of guy that'll break it. 80 yards, no problem. And it kind of was refreshing to watch them repeatedly go to him. It wasn't just like, hey, we're going to use him here. We're going to use him here. It was like, hey, he's even playing in the second half, which I thought was, you know, a little dicey. But um, 
I loved what I saw from him. Uh, I also love what I saw from Haskins. It was a little bit of Harbaugh's old school. Um, at one point, I think I counted like eight or nine guys on the line. And I thought to myself, this is the, this is the full set, but you know, um, it wasn't a traditional run up the gut. I think they had some off action or something, but um, overall, I thought the offense played a pretty good game. I thought the defense was good. So I was overall impressed and I loved the stadium experience. That was fun. The tailgate was awesome. Um, you know, just the experience and having that back was very important to me. What'd you think Dave from home? Yeah, that, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm sure it was electric in there. People getting back to, to live sports and just in, enjoying that atmosphere. So um, that's good. Glad, I'm glad you had a good time. I, I was impressed with the, the new look defense. I mean, not overly impressed, but just to, to see us, first of all, not be man to man every, like, like just to see adjustments being made, throwing some different looks out there. I thought you kind of hit on my point about Dax Hill. It's, you know, I don't, I can't count too many plays where it was like, whoa, that was just like an insanely athletic play or what have you from Dax Hill. But it just seemed like every time the camera was panning and, and you know, a player got taken down or a pass got broken up, it was like, oh, there's Dax. Um, and to see him kind of move from, you know, the free safety position and play some slot corner, he, I mean, he looked really good there. And, and that had me kind of excited to see, like, he kind of looked like that do-it-all guy on defense. Um, I wouldn't say that him and Jabril are the, you know, same, same type of player by any means. But but just that that knack for the ball and and to see him play with some some confidence too was was just really nice to be honest with you. And then you know you've got Hutch who we, we knew was going to be good, but I, I mean it's great to see when you see an explosive play like that and he puts Caleb Ellaby on his back. Um, that was great to see. I like that they kind of switched up. They sometimes they moved him back to kind of that a true edge rusher and pulled him off the the line there a little bit, put him at outside linebacker. Just I like the different looks that that Mike McDonald had had schemed up and and was willing to adjust kind of as the as the game went. So you know, let's not blow too much smoke, right? It is against Western Michigan, um, but you know, like I said last week, Caleb Ellaby is no scrub. Um, they're, they're running back from, uh, Michigan state is named slipping me right now. He he's no Jefferson. Ladarius Jefferson had to throw his Paul Bunyan pose out there. That was cute. (laughs) Not, um, but no, I mean, there, there really aren't scrubs out there. And so that, that was good to see. Um, and I thought that was kind of a statement for the new look defense on, on offense. I was excited by the running back play. You know, that's what I have been talking about these last couple of weeks. That's what I wanted to see you kind of know what you're going to get in Hassan Haskins. He's going to be that bruiser, that Jim Harbaugh style of running back. And and I think that that's okay. Um, I'm curious to see how the carries kind of get split as the year dwindles on. I mean, Blake Corum is your, he's your stud right now, right after week one, he's a, you give him the ball and you're just kind of like crossing your fingers. Like this guy's about to bust open a big play, get you 20 yards, get you all the way to, to the end zone. I thought, you know, Donovan Edwards got a few carries as well. Didn't pop out on the stat sheet, but I actually loved watching that kid run. I mean, you're talking about a true freshman. He's fighting for every yard. He looks tough. He fit the bill early on. Go ahead. You're, you want to jump in on Donovan real quick. 
I did. And I mean, I stayed until the end of the game because I wanted to see some of these guys play. And when you say fight for every yard, you're not kidding. Like, and he was making hard cuts. He was, yep. he was in it to win it in the fourth quarter. And that's, that's refreshing to see because he kind of reminded me of Blake Corum as well, where he was like looking shifty, looking for breaking a hole, you know, finding a hole and breaking one loose. So um, I think the, the backfield is in a very good spot. Yep. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I, I think that I, I want to get your take on the quarterback situation last, but I just, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say, man, that, that just sucks seeing Ronnie Bell go down like that. I mean, you had the, the freakish one hand catch that got called back um, on the interference call, but that was awesome. He made a huge play, uh, got himself a, you know, like a 70 yard touchdown or something like that. And it's like, he just looks every bit of what a captain should look like. He he's confident. I think that he, he along with Cade um, and the rest of that offense, just, I think that's going to be a big missing piece. And I, I, my wondering is who's going to step up. And I don't mean talent wise. I think they've got talent. You saw guys like AJ Henning make plays, you know, Cornelius Johnson's going to have better games than that. You got a glimpse at a, who we later found out a banged up, you know, Baldwin, uh, the transfer that came in and got himself a touchdown. I, I'm not overly concerned from a talent standpoint, but in terms of just some leadership, you know, in that wide receiver group, I'm, I'm curious to see who is going to, to step up. So that, you know, all prayers go up to Ronnie Bell, hopefully for a, a quick recovery. And I'm, I'm guessing that we have him back next year. Um, but I think the, the thing that we really wanted to, to see or most Michigan fans, it seems like year to year is who's going to play quarterback. Um, and we knew finally going into this week that it was going to be Cade McNamara. We also got, in my opinion, some early looks at J.J. McCarthy. You know, he came in halfway through the third quarter, which I was kind of surprised to see. Um, but it was also kind of refreshing to see. What did you – let's start with Cade. What, what did you see from, from Cade McNamara? Dave, uh, when you texted me after the game, I think you used the words like poised or confident or something, and it just – it really, it really resonated with me because, um, oh, another big word for Brant there. You can catch that one. <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you spell it. That's actually how we're gonna wrap up this segment. Is a Brant spelling bee? Um, no, but I, I really think that he was, he was poised and he was confident, and, and the throws that he was making, he was stepping into them, and, and I, I don't think that Western's gonna be the best secondary he's gonna see the, all the year. We know that, but. For the for the first for the first game of the year, he looked like he was focused and and on his game. So um, obviously, later when JJ stepped in, it, it just it kind of reminds me of that saying or whatever it is when steel sharpens steel or whatever. You got two guys that are really pushing each other, and I think Cade really benefited from that from this summer. It was um, I think he knew that he was probably better than Joe Milton last year. And he kind of got pushed to the side. And I don't know if it was sour grapes or maybe it's a COVID year. There was a bunch of stuff last year that was just off for everybody. So I think we're going to throw that out the window and just say that this year, probably he got, you know, JJ gets there and he's pushing him. And, and I think you could tell that he really wants this job and he is locked in this year. So if, game one, check the box, right? That's what you got to do game by game, you know, this week coming up check the box against Washington, make the throws, um, you know, minimize the mistakes um, and go lead your team to a victory. You? 
Yeah, I I echo all of that. I, I think that he just went out and he played well. You know, he's not going to be the guy that's going to be running for the Heisman or anything no, like that. And and that's not. okay. And that's okay. Like I, I'm totally fine with mistake free football. Give me a Jake Rudock 2.0. Um, in all honesty, I think we we miss that just having some consistency at at quarterback. And um, I I think that you know. JJ McCarthy came in and yeah, he's got a lot of zip on his throws. He's going to have to reel that in a little bit, um, get rid of the ball a little bit quicker. You know, he's got the highlight reel, right? I, which I think, you know, he's scrambling to his right, makes that throw across his body. You know, every, everybody goes crazy and, and good for that kid. I mean, I, I do think that some, there's something about that first snap or that first, like, moment that you have in college football um and that maybe that first drive or second drive um and i think it can be telling sometimes in a career not not always that's over i'm over generalizing that but i do think he's going to gain some confidence from that you know he he jumps in game one of his collegiate career makes an outstanding throw um and and has confidence so i i'm excited what i'm not doing is I, i'm not michigan fan who's like Give me JJ right now. Gosh, this kid's amazing. I, I think this is still Cade's job. He looked every bit of the part. No reason to 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 bring JJ in right now. But these games, like you know, I maybe not necessarily against Washington, but your Northern Illinois games. Hopefully Rutgers. Although I think that could be a close one. You, you've got to get JJ in and get him these snaps and get some confidence under his belt. But overall, really like the the quarterback play. Um, Real, real quick, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on this because we got to keep it moving. Um, I'll be there this weekend, Saturday night, at the big house, uh, night game against Washington. Washington loses last week to Montana, and yeah. I, I, I think that they do have a couple of uh, – and a cornerback in particular who is going to be an NFL player. Um, and they got another guy too. I forget if he's a D lineman, but – um, Giles Jackson, don't forget about him. He's going. Yeah, back. yeah, and they got Giles too, making his making his return. So, I my my take on it is, I and we'll do the betting later. But I I do think that um, it'll be that line has moved so much for for yeah. Michigan now with the points, um, which is like, ooh, I I think that Washington is going to have a chip on their shoulder. Um, I'm hoping that it's not super close. But I do. I, I don't see us winning by by a ton. And I think that they've they've got a lot to play for after a, a pretty big upset last week. Um, but I, I've got Michigan winning, which is going to be different than my preseason picks. I, I'm I'm shifting to Brant's picks and I'm going to take <laughs> Michigan against Washington. What are what are you thinking for that game? Yeah, I think that. Um, well, first of all, I just I think that the biggest loser is probably the fans in ABC. I mean, that is a, that was such a hype game uh, coming right out of the gates. And it's like, yeah, now, I mean, they've already lost the game and they lost in the top Montana. It wasn't really, it wasn't really a game where, cause I went back and I kind of watched the highlights and it wasn't like Montana was doing anything to them that they couldn't win the game. It's just Washington couldn't stop from throwing up on themselves, yeah. which is a bad way to lose. And yep. uh Dave and I know that we've watched the Cowboys for years, Michigan for years. Sometimes it just happens to your team, man. Yeah. And that's not fun for anybody. But um, outside of that, yeah, I'm expecting Michigan to, to kind of take care of business this weekend. I think you're going to go in there with a workman-like mentality. Um, 
under the lights. Uh, I think it's a maze out, whatever. Um, and I think they might have some alternate uniforms. I saw that on uh, Twitter or whatever, um, that they're thinking about doing some alternate uniforms. Um, so that would be really cool. And I think it would probably get uh, the players even more juiced up. So that's something that I'm really looking forward to this weekend. I think, yeah, they cover Well, I think you could have got it at six or six and a half. Um, I think they still cover at least seven. So I would, I would take them um, uh, to cover seven. I wouldn't take them to cover 10 though. That's how, yeah. that's the kind of game I think it's going to be. Yeah. I, I think I, I, I agree with that take completely. And I think that what I want to see from Michigan Saturday night is just go win that game and, and, and win it convincingly, not, not necessarily by points, but just um, play, play tougher than Washington, look like the better team, play mistake-free football, um, no foolish penalties, just go in and, and win that game. Um, and, and let's not do anything that's going to derail the season after a, a pretty strong start against Western. So, all right, let's shift gears uh, for just a moment talking NFL. Like I said, it is Thursday night when we're recording this. So you've got Cowboys and Bucks right now um, heading into this weekend. I mean, gosh, this is just amazing, man. I mean, I don't know about you. All, all the fantasy drafts are wrapped up. This is just an exciting time of year. It is so nice to, to see Chris Collinsworth face. Is it really? No, it's not. I, no, it's don't not. do that to no. the pod. Don't no. do it to the pod. <laughs> no, it's it's still not. Sorry, Chris. But um, it, it's just nice to have football back. What are you what are you excited about this weekend? And specifically, um, give me your take on the Lions against the 49ers. Uh, specifically, I'm excited for obviously tonight, um, the Cowboys playing. So that was one of them. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Chiefs and Browns as well. I think that's kind of a opening weekend, uh, great game that they're going to be. I mean, they met in the playoffs last year. It was a good game then. I think this this time around, it's going to be good as well. The Chiefs are at home. Um, that should be a good game. I also think that so we're going to be looking at the, the rookie QBs, right? That's what I'm excited for, too. I want to see Trevor play. Um, you know, the kid from the Jets, uh, Zach Wilson. I think that's his name, right? Yes, Zach Wilson. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see a couple of those guys come out there and see what they have. Um, I'm really excited to see how bad Houston's going to be. I, I, that's a train wreck. And, um, that's going to be in full force. Um, talking Lions, uh, I – I actually think this weekend they have a chance to do a little bit better than maybe in a normal week, just because um, they're at home, right? Yep. Yep. They're at home. They've got an O and O record, which might be the highlight of the year. I don't know, but you, you want to talk about having a chance right out of the gates. Um, I like it. I like it. Um, So I think overall, uh, the Lions should should be okay with Jared Goff. I'm not expecting anything spectacular. Uh, what about you, Dave? Yeah, I I don't really know what to think of the the Lions. I mean, I think they're going to be pretty bad this year. I'm I'm more so just hoping to see some of these young guys take strides. Like Jeff Okuda's got to be a a lot better. Um, and and no excuses. Now now you head into year two. We heard about we know how bad Matt Patricia was, how toxic the culture was. Um, I'll, I'll give that COVID year. I'll give it a pass, but Jeff Okuda has got to be a lot better. Take him number three overall as a, as a cornerback. Um, you know, I want to see 
I'm excited about like the Jamal Williams signing. I think I'm intrigued by having Jamal and DeAndre Swift in the backfield and kind of using a committee approach there. I think there's some interesting things you can do. Um, TJ Hawkinson, I think he's he could be a stud. I think he's the, probably the only reliable option for Jared Goff to throw the throw the ball to. I mean, you have Amonra St. Brown, the rookie, and Tyrell Williams, but I mean it, it's thin. So that offense is going to struggle. That defense has got to go from being like worst or almost worst in the league to being like number 20 or something, you know, like those are the kind of incremental jumps that you want to see. And, and really, I just want to see them keep it close. Like I, they're not as talented obviously as the 49ers um, or really any team in the league besides maybe uh, maybe the Texans and like, jets or something i yeah you know what i mean but 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 i i think that you know you dan campbell's got he's got people pretty hype and uh he says a lot of crazy things whether it's biting kneecaps or um getting a lion (laughs) right 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 yeah just kind of an odd dude but like kind of exciting too going from matt blob patricia and to have him and kind of already interacting with the fans the city of detroit a lot of former NFL players on his staff and um, you know, everything that you hear out of training camp is that the players are having fun again. You know, it sounds similar to Michigan to that narrative we talked about a couple weeks ago. So I, I just want to see them take small steps forward and not win too many games. I mean, truthfully, I'd like them to be like yeah. the number one or number two overall pick in the draft, win yourself three or four games. I, I think winning seven games, you know, let's just say that coaching staff really has these guys fired up. Um, I don't know. Some people, I, I think they, at some Lions fans would love that. They want to see like immediate improvement. They've been losing for decades upon decades. So that would be a really big step in the right direction. But for, I, I, I just would prefer that they keep that win total low, but compete in every single game. So yeah, we, we, we shall, we shall see, but I'm just excited for, for football, man, just to <laughs> pop on that couch on Sunday and, have uh you know have the kids with me just watching football and, and hanging and checking these fantasy football lineups way more than I should be. So, Brant, <laughs> let's uh let's bring it home here. Last last segment, Brant's best bets. Um, you've got a a little bit of mix from what you were telling me between college football and NFL, and you know your your lock of the week is as well, which hopefully this week is uh, an actual lock. Like I think you forgot to lock it last week. Yeah, but, yep, yeah. that is true. Um, so yeah, Dave, last week we both hit on MSU. Uh, good job. Um, and you missed on Michigan. And like I said, I threw up all of myself on the uh, lock of the week. That was not great. And Ohio State ended up being a push last week. So um, this week we're, we're going with Michigan and Washington. I think I heard you earlier say that you were going to have them cover that, Dave. Yes, that Michigan to okay. cover. All right. I got them covering as well. Uh, Iowa versus uh, the Cyclones there. Uh, looks like the Hawks are plus four. Who you got, Dave? Yeah, I am going to take Iowa State to cover that. Um, it is, it's a home game. I just am not – I'm not high on Iowa. I know they played good last week. I, I just – and I know that um, Iowa State had some struggles. But Matt Campbell, I, I just I, – I see that game not being a blowout, but I, I think that they, they cover a, a four-point spread at home. Okay, I am actually against you on that. I think, I think Iowa 
was awful impressive against Indiana last week. Iowa State was not impressive, and everyone says, well, Iowa State does this all the time. Well, if you do it all the time, it might catch up to you. So um, I think split crowd uh, advantage Iowa, and I think they can do enough to get it done. So um, I'll take I, – I would actually take them on the money line. Um, wow, so, that's a hot take. Yeah, it is a hot take. <laughs> all right, we got the Ducks traveling to Columbus. Um, and this, Dave, this is where you look at the line and you go, Vegas knows. Vegas knows how to throw a hook because the 14 and a half is just like you could see Ohio State winning this by 14, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. So that that's where the hook comes in. So um they're pushing you, they're pushing you to get on Ohio State. Um, so so what do you think, Dave? I think Ohio State blows the the lid off this one actually oh, wow. at at home that's, i i, I that's think a that, saucy take i think i think they cover it by three touchdowns or more wow. i everything that i've seen oregon's best player what's it like thibodeau or whatever the edge rusher he yeah, i mean Cravon, Cavon. yeah yeah he he's supposed to be like the no i mean i think he's like the he's best the player in the draft pick, yeah. yeah um depending on like who needs like spencer radler or something at number one overall but um I, I think he's not playing or is like questionable to play from, from what I read. Um, and maybe I'm wrong with that, but for, for that reason, the fact that it's in Columbus, I, I think that, you know, CJ Stroud now has a game under his belt. I, I just see, I just see this getting, you know, after a 14 point win against Minnesota, I just see Ohio state getting back to Ohio state and, and blowing this one open. What do you got? This is not the lock of the week, but this is kind of a hot take. Hot take uh, because I think Oregon actually challenges them pretty good here. Uh, this isn't the the Oregon that we grew up with, right, Dave? This isn't the high-flying, offense-everywhere type of Oregon. This is actually punching-in-the-mouth defensive Oregon, which is kind of a switch-up. Um but I, I really like their chances against a freshman quarterback in a second game. Uh, defense travels, right? So I think I'm not going to take the money line here, but I'll take the 14 and a half, Dave. Got it. All right. Let's shift gears here. NFL, um, you got a few games for us. What do you got? All right. We're going to just kick it off with the Lions Niners, man. Seven and a half. Who are you taking? Oof. That's seven and a half for the 49 or for the lions. I, I don't want people to get confused that uh, the lions are a seven and a half point favorite. That's no. <laughs> so uh, I I've gone back and forth with this one. I, I have a sneaking suspicion that they're going to keep this game closer than people think with like the new regime, the excitement and motor city the psychotic lion fan down there, they're back in Ford field. I, I think there's going to be a lot of excitement in the city. I, I, I don't think it's going to be covered by much. Like I still think they lose by a touchdown, but I'm going to, I'm going to take uh, the lions with those seven and a half. Yep. Uh, there's the hook again. Um, so I will also take the lions in the seven and a half points. Uh, MCDC, right? Let's see what he's got. Um, he burns me this week. I'll just the next 16 games. I'm, I'm, I'm against the lions. So, uh, let's, uh, let's keep it moving. Uh, Steelers bill Steelers bills, uh, Steelers getting six and a half here. 
Is that do you know if that is that game home or away for Pittsburgh? I didn't check that. I think that's a home game. It's a home game. Yeah. Um, I I am going to take the Steelers with the points with the six and a half points. I'm sorry, Dave. That is actually a road game. That's my bad. Okay. Um, I, I still am going to take the Steelers with those six and a half points. And I love Josh Allen and I, I really like what the bills are doing. I, and I do not think that Roethlisberger even has a pulse or an arm at this point, but it's just that I, I think this could be a defensive battle. I don't think they shut down Josh Allen, but I think that that defense is good enough to keep this one close. Six and a half is kind of a ton of points in a uh, matchup like this, I think. For that reason, I'm with you. I'm going to grab the Steelers as well with the six and a half. Uh, Browns Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are at home. Browns getting six and a half. Yeah, I am going to take the Chiefs. I, I need to I need to see. <laughs> I, I think they cover the six and a half just because I need to see the Browns do this again. And I need to – this is – I'm not saying that they're not good. I just – for me, week one is put up or shut up. So were they that good or was it just some crazy year? Uh, you know, I Baker Mayfield still has a lot left to be proven. Where's OBJ? Is he, you know what I mean? I, I, I am more confident in Patrick Mahomes running this back with the same crew and, and being at home in Kansas City and Arrowhead Stadium. Who do you got? Dave is just another Baker hater. I think we, I think we can claim that yeah. now. Um, to me, I think it, I think this is the Browns time to shine, right? You're getting six and a half. Uh, it's opening night. Like I said before, defense travels. And I think that that plays into the Browns favor and I don't like them to win it, but I like them to lose by like a field goal or something. Um, so give me the Browns and the six and a half. So I'm, I'm taking the points on all the NFL games. All right. Give me as many points as you can get. All right. Um, Where's that lock of the week? Is that coming? All right, man. We got the lock of the week. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought I would say this, but the Rutgers Scarlet Knights are the lock of the week. Uh, The line originally was at two and a half when I did this. I checked tonight because I I need as many points as I can get or to come down as possible. Uh, So they are officially at, uh, they're giving two. They're giving two to Syracuse. Uh, on the road at Syracuse. Dave, you might not know anything about either of these teams, but what do you think? Rutgers, two well, points. I, I don't know anything about Syracuse, but I, 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 I like what Greg Ciano is doing over with Rutgers. It's kind of gross that the lock of the week is like taking Rutgers <laughs> in an away game. That's where we're at in 2021. But um, yeah, I, I, I think that Rutgers – from what I've from what I've seen from that program in these last couple of years, I think that they they go in and, and can cover that spread. So, all right, cool. Yeah. Well, that that wraps up here, episode four. We got to get back to watching the rest of this Cowboys and Bucks game. We will be back next week talking all things Michigan football, Michigan State football. Uh, Lions, NFL in general, and we are just excited that that football is back. So as always, thanks for listening to Brant and I with Garage Takes, Episode 4. We will catch you all next week. Thanks. See you, Dave. See you.